When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Section Show. Hope your Tuesday is going fantastically well. Didn't mention it yet, but I took my boys to the Bills-Titans game, Monday Night Football, last night in Nashville. I bet there are a lot of chasing Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome on down to Nashville. Big crowd of them watching that game last night. Spectacular game. Course won by the good team. Good bad guys lost. Tennessee Titans won. My boys absolutely had an incredible time. More full football stadiums everywhere. It is an exhilarating experience. And you know, the opposite of an exhilarating experience is when Buck and I have seen this happen a lot. You come on and you say, hey, this is going to happen. And it's bad. And then it ends up happening. And that's what's going on right now with the continued assault upon all of American history in this country. I'm a nerd. Buck's a nerd. We are both history guys. In our free time, we enjoy reading. um, I read almost exclusively American history. You're a big world history guy, right, Buck? Like Like, what is your focal point? Of warfare between the caliphate and christendom circa 1400 to 1600 you know that's i get deep into it clay i've done a whole podcast on battles from that era i love it 
All right, so that is not necessarily a wheelhouse, uh, necessarily uh, subject for most of our audience, but I bet there are a lot of people out there who are like me, Civil War nerds. Uh, maybe you're a fan of the American Revolution. You enjoy reading about American history. So I get, and 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 regularly, as somebody who lives in the South and has lived around the Civil War, or sometimes as I was called, uh, as it was called when I was growing up by my uh, my grandparents, uh, the War of Northern Aggression, uh, which is uh, still a term not as used as often, but. Uh, but still sometimes used by uh, by old school Southerners. Have, have you and, heard people use that, that oh, yeah. term? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, growing up, uh, my grandmother in in grew up in Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee, uh, where our friends at Legacy Box are. I spent a lot of time in Chattanooga down near the Tennessee-Georgia border. My grandparents could, you know, they had grown up talking to Civil War soldiers a lot, right? I mean, they were born right at the turn of the century, and my grandmother was still angry about having uh, her family having to hide cows from the Yankees when they came down into the Chattanooga, Tennessee area uh, area during the Civil War on their way down to Atlanta. So, uh, so yeah, like this is living memory in some way. I remember talking to my grandfather about in his youth sitting around with the old guys at his church who had been Civil War soldiers and them telling all the war stories and him kind of sitting around listening to them. So lived memory. And so as a as a kid growing up, I was fascinated by the Civil War. I went to all the battlefields, studied it. And so the idea of tearing down Civil War monuments or statues, to me, uh, strikes in a particular way. And Buck, this this for me became a big issue at one of my alma maters, Vanderbilt University, they paid millions of dollars to sandblast the word Confederate off of a building. They had a Confederate memorial hall that had been constructed on campus at the end of the 19th century. And just in the last couple of years, they paid millions of dollars to sandblast the word. Now it's just a memorial hall. It doesn't say Confederate Memorial Hall on it anymore. And to me, I wrote about this. I ended up, I had a, a sponsorship deal with Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels pulled their sponsorship deal from me because I said that I, I compared it to, uh, to erasing history. I said, this is what, uh, the, the people that we claim to be fighting against, the Taliban, for instance, they, they erase history, right? And the idea right. that you're going to wipe a word off of a building. To me is crazy. And, but, and by the way, there's always limitations on this stuff too. And yeah. for anybody who wants, and in the university context, you know, they just changed my school mascot. So I went to Amherst right. College in Massachusetts, a small school, not UMass Amherst. That was down the road, but we know those guys and gals too. Uh, but they changed the mascot because it had been the Lord Jeff, who was actually yes. a British colonial lord so there would be a guy at all the football games dancing around in like breeches and the you know the you know the whole the red coat uniform so to speak that's kind of what the guy looked like they got rid of it though because allegedly i mean they didn't even really understand epidemiology so i don't know how this is possible but the story is that he gave blankets with smallpox to the natives i mean i don't I don't think this was ever proven. Yes. I think that, you know, I think that there's a little bit of a jumping to conclusions here. But nonetheless, because uh, they didn't understand microbiology, so how would he even know that? But maybe if you had people, you know, that had the blankets. The point is, they made it now. I think it's the mammoths, like the big elephant. But, you know, places like Yale. Yale got rid of, uh, what was it, Calhoun, right? They, they changed oh, yeah. Calhoun Hall, again, because of the connection to the Confederacy. 
Here's the problem that Yale University It wasn't has. even, by the way, Calhoun, a connection to the Confederacy because he was dead by the time of the Civil War. It was that he was a slave owner. Well, that's, I'm sorry. Right? That's, which, that's is the same, I, yes. which is the same anti, logic anti, if you uh, applied it. Anti Yale Bellison, himself, right. I believe, Elihu or however you pronounce his this first name. This is what I was going to say. He, he is a, the, he was he a slave, was a slave trader. The yeah. na- Yale University is named for Elihu Yale, a slave trader. And they're never going to change the name of the university because you say it, never, but I, I I don't even know that that's true. But well, because, it is an interesting but, point. But here's why: it's not because of some principle; it's because of the value of the brand association. And they simply, you know, people forget Princeton. I think was the College of New Jersey at one point. Trust me, they're not going back to that name. They're going to stay at Princeton University. Yale University is essentially a hedge fund where you can take classes now. It's yes, a non-for-profit they make a hedge lot of fund money. with tens of billions of dollars. And they're not about to change their university to the University of, you know, Southern Eastern New Haven. I don't know where it is in New Haven, but the point is they know that the limitation is the value of their name brand. They're never going to change that. So then why go through this nonsense? It's never enough is the point. It will never be enough. No, that's 100% right. And so in your home city of New York, they have been honoring Thomas Jefferson with a statue inside of the New York City Council Chambers, I believe, Buck. Is that yep. where this, city, uh, council, this yep. city council had a statue of Thomas Jefferson? They have now removed it because they believe that Jefferson's values, and by Jefferson's values, they mean he lived in Virginia and owned slaves. And let me just say this, too, by the way. The thing that's so frustrating about the Civil War and the way people talk about it, whatever state you were born in, you pretty much fought for that side in the war. So this idea that people were sitting around and making decisions, hey, am I going to fight for the North or the South? Well, if you grew up in the South, you fought for the South, by and large. There were a few exceptions. And if you fought in the, if you grew up in the North, you fought for the North, by and large. There were a few exceptions, okay? So which side you fought for was a choice of geography, which you yourself did not make because most people did not travel very much outside of their native states in their whole lives at that time. Your state was like your country, okay? So Trump was right about this. This is something that, and I believed it when he said it, and I knew that he was right, and so many people, Buck, you remember this, so many people came out and said, oh, he's an idiot. They're never going to come for Washington. They're never going to come for Jefferson. But I want to play you this clip. I believe this is from right around the Charlottesville incident where you had the very fine people lie. And I think Trump was one billion percent in the right here, regardless of your politics. He knew that it wasn't going to stop with Robert E. Lee, that it wasn't going to stop with Stonewall Jackson or any other Uh, Confederate generals and their statues. Listen to this. Many of those people were there to protest the taking down of the statue of Robert E. Lee. So this week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Was George Washington a slave owner? Are we going to take down statues to George Washington? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? I do love him. Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? By the way, he was not only... He's he's correct here, Clay. And what he's getting at is, as we know, 
the progressives are incrementalists all the time and they love to do this. That's crazy. We would never do that. It's That's just right. this one thing. They do it with COVID. They do it with statues. They do it with communism. This is their approach to everything. And with Trump here, what he's saying, you, you play this out and we're seeing the reality of this, uh, with the, with the left and their iconoclasm spasms. Uh, the reality is what can you actually name U.S.? You can't give Native American place names anymore to anything, or that's considered an appropriation and essentially memorializing conquest and colonial uh, colonial um, expansionism. You can't name things after the founding fathers if they had any connection whatsoever to the South or to slavery or own slaves. So what are we going to call? All? I mean, you start to wonder what is acceptable. And then at what point do we say, OK, you know, we all celebrate Abraham Lincoln and, you know, Abraham Lincoln held the union together, fought to end or, you know, fought the war to end slavery. But where did he stand on LGBTQ plus rights? And I don't know if Lincoln is sufficiently woke by those standards well, for us to have certainly Lincoln, Nebraska racist. stay. He's certainly still racist by modern day standards, because one of Lincoln's big beliefs was we should send all the slaves back to Africa. Like that was one of the things that he believed. Pretty racist in 21st century context. Martin Luther King, Buck, if you go read Martin Luther King, he said that being gay was a mental illness and you should be treated by a psychiatrist. That was as a priest in the 1950s. That was not an uncommon belief. So does MLK's statue have to come down in Washington, D.C. because of those beliefs? Or do we recognize that everyone is a product of their era and that all of us, even you and me, Buck, even every the, the, the greatest human who is listening to us right now is going to be flawed by the logic of America or the world 200 years from now. All of us are doing things that will be judged to be awful if you study history at all. We're all guilty of something that the future will find us to be wanting of. And you have to wonder with all this what the real goal is. Yes. Because I think that's something that often gets left out of it. And what you have, I mean, wokeness is essentially weaponized political correctness. What we call political correctness is you and I were growing up in the 90s. But you also have a rewriting of history by a really revolutionary or radical vanguard of sorts within our own society that seems to want to rebuild society, not just through extreme equality, but through a form of what you could consider a racial Marxism. That there yes. has to be a balancing yes. and rebalancing based upon racial inequity throughout history. And there has to be this revolutionary lead in the communist context. It would be about class struggle, right? They would be there. The revolutionary elite would make sure that the workers, the proletariat would rise up. They would be in charge of society. Now in America, you say, well, hold on a second. What is our shared history supposed to be? What is the narrative that replaces this? If you believe in intersectionality and wokeness, it's essentially some people apologizing for the last 500 years forever and just shutting up because they're not allowed to talk about things or cultural appropriation and other groups deciding that they're allowed to determine what the path of the country will be based upon this historical injustice. This is yes. about, I believe, Buck, destroying the foundations of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the founding of this country based on the perceived sins of the founders themselves within the context of 21st century values. Because 
if you can argue Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all those guys were big racists, then you can tear down the foundation of the country they created and build something entirely anew. And I believe that is the ultimate goal. And you go after, how do you do that? You go after the weakest, right? Some, a lot of white people out there, a lot of black people, Asian, Hispanic, they say, oh, that's just Confederate soldiers. We don't care about them. But Trump was right. They don't stop there. And we got to tell you, we're trying to save you a lot of money because God knows you're going to need it with this Biden collapsing economy, with inflation surging. You need to save money for your family while you can. And one way to do it is with our friends at Pure Talk. You got the exact same 5G network, whether you've got AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, same phones. You can save a bundle. I've done this with my family. You can save hundreds of dollars a year thanks to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network for just $30 a month incredible opportunity here buck how do they take advantage of it look pure talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee so you literally have nothing to lose from your cell phone dial pound 250 and say pure talk you'll save 50 percent off your first month that's pound 250 say pure talk into your phone you'll save 50 percent off your first month and remember unlimited talk text six gigs of data on pure talks 5g network is only a month. So just dial pound 250 into your phone now and say Pure Talk. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more. 
pick less. It's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Their entire political strategy is based on secrecy. What is happening at our southern border is an absolute tragedy. We've had over 1.3 million people cross illegally. We're on a path to have over 2 million people cross. And, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris caused this. And their entire strategy is ignore it. And they're counting on the corrupt corporate media to ignore it as well. So, of course, they fly in the middle of the night because they have no defense. Every Democrat who for four years said kids in cages, kids in cages, the Biden cages are bigger and they're more full than we have ever had in this country. And not a single Democrat cares. It is an absolute disaster. Ted Cruz, senator from Texas, totally correct here, as he tends to be. Welcome back to Clay and Buck Show. The border, as we keep reminding you, because it is important, it matters, and you will not see coverage of this on CNN. You will not read much about it in the Democrat newspapers. And if you do, it'll always be about how we're a nation of immigrants, and they'll take a quote from the Emma Lazarus poem on the Statue of Liberty as if that's federal law. It is not. And they are not stopping this anytime soon. Not at all. And Clay, you know, the New York Post had this reporting, has this reporting about flights, middle of night, chartered flights, all funded by the taxpayer, dropping off in Westchester County, New York, hundreds of illegal migrant children who come into the country. Remember, it the act of entering America, not at a port of entry, is a violation of law. So we say it's this is these are illegal acts that are going on here, violations of federal law. And they're distributing them around the country, and people don't even know about it. Well, again, and I made the pitch, Buck, to my uh, employers at Fox News that we need to have an illegal immigration tracker on the television screen like CNN and MSNBC did with COVID to try to get people aware. Like, that was their plan, right? COVID fear porn. But it's so easy, Buck, and you know this, and a lot of our listeners do, to get so busy in your day-to-day existence that you forget that tens of thousands of people are coming across the border every single week, every week, all year long, and eventually that adds up to millions of people. And that is a significant assault on American, America's border, right? Yes, and, and the fact that we're going, Are we a sovereign nation? Do we yeah, get to determine not. who comes? That's right. 
And the fact that Biden has got things going so bad that he's returning to Trump's policies. We talked about this last week, the return to Mexico policy. Uh, we need to continue to, to hammer this. And also, I want to get your thoughts as a New Yorker on Thomas Jefferson getting yanked out of your state, state and your city. In the meantime, though, I was talking earlier, my mom grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and a lot of our family memories come from that location, which is where Legacy Box is based. It is incumbent upon so many of you right now as we get ready for Thanksgiving and Christmas season. How many of you have old video cassettes, old pictures, old different family memories that you're worried about losing? Why wouldn't you want to preserve those forever? Trust me and trust Legacy Box to preserve your family's history. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay to take advantage of their offer. 40% off. It's an incredible offer right now to take care of all your family's memories. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. It's the perfect gift. Do it today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. And Buck, I don't want to over-exaggerate this. But when I see a Thomas Jefferson statue being pulled out of New York City, your hometown, what I think of is we are right now engaged in a battle for the soul of the country and what this country means in terms of the story that we tell when we discuss the founding of the country and its evolution since then. And this is a big battle that I think is going on simultaneously. And this is why I think this matters so much in the state of Virginia between Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe, who is going to win that gubernatorial race two weeks from today. We've got some clips that we'll play with you, uh, play for you over the course of this show in the next hour and a half. But I want to ask you this, Buck, as a guy who is born and raised in New York City, when you see Virginia, state that Thomas Jefferson is from, represented in the uh, New York City Council chambers, and you hear the New York City Council members say that Jefferson's ideals are the antithesis of what New York City stands for, because that's what they said when they pulled his statue out of those chambers. What are your thoughts as a New York City resident, and do you buy into my idea that this directly connects to critical race theory, the tearing down of statues, which we saw in Richmond, and why so many people in the state of Virginia who are going to be going to the polls in the next two weeks to choose their governor have this battle in the back of their minds over what is this country of America about? What do we share? And how important potentially is the message we are sending in what otherwise is a lot of times an election that doesn't receive a lot of attention in Virginia. New York is obviously very heavily, not just Democratic, but left wing, right? Everyone knows that listening to this, although, as I do remind people, we have a million registered Republicans in New York City. So there are a million people that basically voted for Trump and agree with much of the or all of the sentiments that Clay and I are sharing on this show who happen to live within you know, basically an hour hour drive radius of where I'm doing this radio show right now. But I think one way to put this, I mean, we could go through all the instances of what I call the iconoclasm spasm, but, you know, to not have to 
use a art history term or something. We could just say the tearing down of the statues. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they got rid of the Theodore Roosevelt statue, right? Not that right. Theodore Roosevelt was a Confederate general. And then they're, now they're starting to say we're going to move it or we're going to. OK, but we all know what's going on here. There's a, a changing of the visual reminders. They want to get rid of Columbus circles. They have to have soldiers. I mean, soldiers, not soldiers, but police officers protect that statue, basically. They've had I'm amazed at a different times how many, especially during the BLM riots that were happening here in New York, how many cops they had uh, around that statue that were there just to protect it from being torn down. And it's a huge statue. I mean, it's very tall. It's it's a major, uh, major piece of artwork. And I just say this, you know how if you watch just take a step back for a second, if you watch any of these shows about a cult yeah there's some pretty straightforward steps they put you through right there's some things that whether the cult is about you know aliens landing and the cult leader is you know gonna give everybody uh, some secret to a, a perfect future whatever it may be the cult tries to take you out of the life that you have known separate you unmoor you create a lack of context around you that's why they always want you to separate they always want you to sever contact with family members and friends they don't want you to have any perspective and they don't want you to have any shared bonds with other people who aren't a part of this process and then because you're essentially no longer in contact with things that you've known and that have brought you unity and a sense of community in the past you seize upon this new community much more what i see happening with the left in this country is an intentional program of the destruction of shared american history and values in an effort to erase what was there but also to disorient the american people to make us feel like oh gosh we we can't even celebrate washington and jefferson you know it's like the mom or the dad who's saying what is this weird culture giving all your money to shh we can't have that conversation right they want you to cut that off when we no longer can celebrate the same heroes the same holidays when we can no longer come together and look at the virtues of this country as something that we all share, all of us, regardless of whether you came here yesterday or, you know, your family's been here for hundreds of years, regardless of your race, your religion. If we have none of that, Clay, we're so much more susceptible to the brainwashing of wokeness. And I really believe to the Marxists essentially determining what the future of the country will be. That's what this is at a, at a base level. That's what I see happening. And I know people say it's crazy, but OK, Look what's going on. They're pulling the, the Jefferson statue, for heaven's sakes. I think that's why we're in the middle of a battle for the soul of the country. And what you said, I agree with 100%. And what I would add on is, think about who this makes stronger. And this is why I think this is the story that is not being told enough. We had the whole Russia collusion lie. Who benefits from Americans fighting internally the most in the entire world. It's China. China is the biggest beneficiary of American disunity, of a failure to have a shared purpose. We are getting, I really believe this, punched in the back of the head every day by China. And instead of turning around, raising our fists as a country and starting to throw punches back at China, and I think this was why so Trump was so scary to China, we are throwing punches at each other 
we're having our own internal family squabble, a civil war of sorts in this country, instead of turning around and bowing up to China and standing up for American ideals and freedom around the world, we are throwing punches at each other, and many of our biggest companies are worse than that, bowing down to Chairman Z and telling him, what else can we do to make you happy? Because they are so owned by the China dollar right now. Yeah, Clay, there was never a time during the Cold War with the Soviets Amen. where we never American corporations... We're saying, hold on a second. Now, yes, they had journalists. They had, you know, a lot of the academy of it's universities. A different level. There were commies who pe- who penetrated the United States government. That's a real thing. Anybody who's never read about or heard about the Venona project, I highly recommend. They will not teach this stuff in schools. The labor unions in this country at the early part of the 20th, or I should say the early mid part of the 20th century, riddled with communist sympathizers, riddled with American Communist Party members. This was all real. But, Clay, they never had the most powerful. They never had, you know, the Ford Motor Company saying, oh, hold on a second, guys. We we got to kind of do uh, a little bit of a different take here on saying, Soviet I mean, foreign policy. There was a great piece tied into James Bond. Maybe we could mention this when we come back. Talking about how the newest James Bond came out. And they basically have ignored China as a foe in the whole Bond films. Right. There's essentially no negative Chinese characterization, and they've continued to continue the old Cold War dynamic where Russia's always the bad guy, and there's always some... Because they want the money to be made in China. I I have a little, you know, because of the spy movies, people always ask me, Buck, you're the CIA, what do you think of this? So I've seen a lot of spy movies, I've read a lot of spy novels, and by the way, most of them are are absurd. Unless they're having people freak out about the cappuccino machine breaking at Langley, they're not really showing you (laughs) what it's actually like to be in the CIA at any point in time. But I'll, I'll tell you this. There was one, and it was a, um, who's the Irish guy? who Pierce Brosnan. Yes. It was a Pierce Brosnan, James Bond. I, I, I think it might be Tomorrow Never Dies, but all those Pierce Brosnan ones kind of meld together. together. Except Goldeneye. Goldeneye was okay. But the rest of them were. And remember, there, China was in that one, but there was a Chinese agent who actually teamed up with James Bond. And the bad guy was, of course, a British media mogul who is starting a war for ratings yes <laughs> when you think about it that's the best we could do that's the best we could do okay. they're terrified of angering china to such an extent that even in our pop culture i mean think about how long it's been since the movie like seven years in tibet was made where china was a villain in any way america won't even touch it well this is because hollywood all, all these movies they're making especially the, the reason the superhero franchises are so valuable is in part because all that CGI and star power translates very well yes. to du- I mean to movies with subtitles or dubbed over movies in the Chinese market which is the biggest single market in the world their cultural and economic the Chinese Communist Party's cultural and economic hold on this country exceeds what the Soviets had oh, by at the far. height of the Cold War it's not even by close far. and the amount of intellectual property theft and sensitive technology and secrets stolen by the Chinese Communist Party compared to what the... Remember, the Soviets, to steal our stuff, had to actually get people to, you know, to film it, to... Old to school espionage. The, old, exactly. Old school, briefcase, weird mustache, you know, dead drop espionage. Chinese Communist Party pays a bunch of hackers in, you know, North Korea or, you know, Russian soil, wherever, Chinese soil... And breaks into our stuff, steals 
the lifeblood of the U.S. economy, which is intellectual property advantage. Anyway, you can tell Clay and I get fired up about this because this is where we're heading, folks. This is the future. We're going to have a great guest tomorrow on China, a friend of mine, Elbridge Colby, who is a senior DOD strategic guy under Trump, focusing on China. We'll talk to him about all this. Seems like the cost of everything is going up and fast. That means your dollar may be worth less and the value of your savings account and IRA won't go as far in the future. One way to hold the hold value and protect what you've worked hard to save is through the purchase of gold. I've done it. I know so many of you have done it this year, too. It's one of the best forms of financial protection there is. The Oxford Gold Group is who I rely on. They deliver the gold you purchase to your home. And assuming you have a safe place to store it, the value of you taking physical possession of gold is second to none. The Oxford Gold Group makes that easy. They make the purchase of gold as part of your IRA simple, too. You can talk with my friends at the Oxford Gold Group about what percentage of gold you invest in and learn from the actions of hundreds of thousands doing the same thing this year. If you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA is just a phone call away. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833 833- 404-G-O-L-D. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? 
For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. We were just talking about the challenge of China. China, as Trump famously would say many, many times during the course of his presidency, he reoriented U.S. foreign policy toward China in a way that no president had in decades. The consensus opinion on dealing with China up until the Trump presidency was, oh, don't worry, they'll get wealthier as we allow them access to our markets They'll become more liberal as we work with them and allow them to plunder the intellectual property of U.S. companies and to engage in predatory trade practices of all kinds. But as they get richer and more powerful, they will also become more of a Western-style democracy and all. Total nonsense. Catastrophically wrong over the course of decades. And now we're dealing with the reality of a near-peer competitor on the world stage and also the reality of a Biden administration that does not seem able to handle basic things like keeping toilet paper on the shelves, like having cabinet secretaries who show up for their jobs on a regular basis. Here is Jen Psaki yesterday when asked about a hypersonic, uh, hypersonic n- missile test. Now, this is there are people who all they do is study missiles. This is its own realm. People. Oh, you're the CIA. You must know a lot about missiles. The missile folks. This is what they do. They study missiles all day long. I can tell you the very basics. ICBM kind of goes up and comes down. A hypersonic glide vehicle or hypersonic glide missile goes a lot lower and stays a lot flatter in its trajectory and is therefore much harder to track and uh, see on radar. Both are nuclear capable, obviously. But we start to worry about the ability of the Chinese technology here to perhaps get beyond U.S. warning systems, radar, shoot down capability, all of that. Here is Jen Psaki, because she like totally knows about this stuff. Here she is. Generally speaking, we've made clear our concerns about the military capabilities that the PRC continues to pursue. Uh, and we have been consistent in our approach with China. Uh, we welcome stiff competition, but do we not? We don't do not want that competition to veer into conflict. And that is certainly what we convey privately as well. I, I mean, the, the Chinese Communist Party has got to know, Clay, this is the weakest opponent across the chessboard they've seen in a long time. Well, why would we welcome strong, stiff, stiff competition in potential nuclear war? I mean, I know that. Little red lying hood, as we call her, uh, Jen Psaki, often has ridiculously dumb things to say. And to be fair, she has a really difficult job because she's surrounded by a large level of incompetence and she has to argue in favor of things that are manifestly stupid, 
like Joe Biden being caught without wearing a mask in a restaurant while lecturing all of you about the importance of mask wearing. But I don't welcome stiff competition in a race towards global annihilation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I draw the line somewhere, Buck. You say, hey, what do you think about the idea of mutually assured combat to death? I don't really welcome strong competition there. I'm not really thinking, you know, hey, I'd like to just go ahead and both be lopping off each other's arms and 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 everything else. No, I don't want stiff competition. I want us to kick the ass of every yeah. other country. I, I want dominance. Yes. I want America. This is the whole thing. When Trump started saying make America great again, this notion of an America that wants to be, thinks it should be, and does not apologize for its number one-ness, if yes. you will... Is something that we need to bring back here in a big time. I, I, I do not, I do not get all excited about the future of an America full of people who think that we need to sit through lectures about climate change by Thunberg or whatever. I, I, I'm sorry. That's tough to get excited about. Or the globalists running around talking about one world government and how the UN should be in charge of all militaries and all this other crazy nonsense you hear. I would prefer an America that is first and foremost about being number one. I want us to kick every other country's ass. I don't want to be, you know, you don't welcome. If your team's in the Super Bowl, you aren't like, hey, I hope it comes down to one play and it could go either way. You're like, no, we want to kick your ass. So there's no doubt. I don't want a random official deciding this game. I want to kick your ass. I don't welcome stiff competition. I welcome ass kickings. That's what I would want my press secretary to be saying if suddenly China has the ability to, as you said, potentially deliver uh, a devastating blow to us and we don't have the technological might to uh, to, to, to well, represent it. Now, some people problem. are saying this is a Sputnik moment, yeah, I mean, right? Here's the problem. China has, has, in a sense, hacked the system because they have access to markets, the global markets. They've gotten a whole lot richer and they also are completely the Chinese Communist Party and the People's uh, Republic of China Army, the PRC Army. They, they are absolutely ruthless about stealing oh, yeah. intellectual property and technology from everyone and anywhere all over the world, re-engineering things that they take through these... Agree- There's so much that they have done to get close to us technologically. We may not have an advantage over them, folks, in five years technologically at all, and it's a really big country. We'll come back and talk about Loudoun County and the race for the governor's office there. That's coming up. It matters in a big way. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.